2: I'm great, Val. How are you going?
1: I'm good. I'm good. What have you been up to this week?
2: Oh, well, you know, today I just got thinking, one of my friends, one of our mutual friends was just talking about how they're going to have a break from all social media because they're feeling so overwhelmed and they're just having such overload that it's like there's too much information coming in. Right. And she was saying that she was, um, it's affecting her creativity because she just like doesn't know what's her thoughts and what are else because she's like constantly plugged in. Do you ever get like that?
1: Uh, I mean, I have breaks from social media in the sense that, you know, if I'm really busy in it in a particular day, I don't actually feel compelled to rush to Twitter or Facebook and write something down. I just don't post anything maybe for that day. But then I just get back into it when I when I feel like it. I never actually feel so overwhelmed by social media that I need a break from it. Do you? So you
2: yeah. So you've never had an extended period where you've just like shut off all electronic, you know, external, like everything and just like had like a few days. You, you'd go nuts.
1: Not purposely because if <laughs> I – but there have probably been days where I haven't been on social media for yeah. a couple of days or whatever because I've been really busy doing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. haven't purposely had any kind of – you know shut down because it's just like
2: it's just like there's an overwhelming amount of like information that's like it's and and, like I feel like I've got, like, I go from one to the other to the other and I'm not giving, like, you know, tr- how many books I've got on the go at once and, you know, listening to so many things and uh, all that sort of stuff that's being saturated. I'm just wondering, well, how does that affect uh, creativity? Like, if you're writing a book, Val, do you read other books while you're writing? Do sure. You yeah, do it so definitely. that doesn't affect your voice? Like, you don't feel that, like, reading other stuff while you're in the process of writing your own stuff is going to affect what you write or influence it? in any way?
1: Absolutely not Um, because I think that it's good to read and stay informed and to, you know, um, absorb other information because that then informs your ideas and your opinions. I mean, I don't, procrastinate and read a lot mm. <laughs> and <laughs> as an excuse not to to do my writing i do understand that some creative writers like if they are writing a crime thriller or something like that they don't want to read uh, other crime writers but yeah. they do read other genres um, I think that if you shut down completely – I mean, it's just like saying, you know, um, let's just not eat any – drink any milk anymore. It's just drastic. Everything in moderation. If you can't control yeah. yourself, that says something about your ability to control yourself yeah, yeah, and yeah. not the impact on of social media in your life. But I don't – I'm just wondering why we are having this conversation about <laughs> well, social media. It's just because it
2: just got me thinking. So it's like I've decided to implement a ban in the morning. So if I, okay. I, I'm going to get myself to 8.30 <laughs> – without actually get, getting on any social media. That's that's what I've set myself, that goal.
1: You sound like you're addicted. I don't even think I'm on social no, I'm media not, before. No, I'm not
2: addicted, but it's just like, you know, it's the first thing I might do when I wake up is check mm. emails, check, you know, check everything else. And that sets the tone of the rest of the day. If the first email you read of the day is Kaka. <laughs> then, you know, there goes the day and you're going, you're reacting the whole day long. So, like, I just want to ease into my day and, and, you know, be in control of all of that. So, yeah, maybe I am a bit addicted. And just like just, <laughs> just too much. Just looking at, too, there's
1: too many shiny things, Val, to look at. But maybe just limit the shiny things, you know. I know but Only you pick know, two it, platforms to participate in or something like that. i just like, now there's Google
2: Plus. I'm a bit addicted because it's so beautiful. The I think you are, are
1: addicted. a little
2: bit because it's like, oh, my God, look at this photo. And then you see – and then you start thinking of all these ideas and then three hours later –
1: and, of course, Gina is now so addicted to Google Plus that she is starting a Google Plus page for So You Want to Be a Photographer. Yep. So, you know, come and find So You Want to Be a Photographer because this is now Gina's new hangout and this yes. is probably the ideal place for you to be posting your uh, you know, your pictures if you want Gina to have a look at them. Because... Yeah, come do, <laughs>
2: come and share your photos and um, join that community and pop your stuff there and I will look at it. And, um, you know, if you want me to critique it, I just ask me and hopefully other photographers can come and chat there and we can all support each other. And if you see any information, just come and share it there. That's that's what I want to make it for.
1: So which brings us to uh, we started a photo challenge last week, hashtag Gina Challenge, and the theme last week was portraits. So um, stay listening because we're going to reveal the theme for this week week later in this podcast as well. But um, let's move on to what we're going to be talking about this week because this uh, the theme for this episode has also been, been inspired by quite a few questions from people who've emailed us. And if you'd like your question answered, do email us news at GinaMalisha.com. So we have an email from Dan and Dan has said, Gina and Val, thanks very much for the podcasts. I'm really enjoying them and picking up some great tips along the way. I'm generally listening during my commute to work, currently an aeronautical engineer, but hoping to get out of the office space to work very soon. And I'm enjoying being able to make this time productive through some learning from you guys. I'm oh, thrilled to hear that, Yes,
0: on you, Dan.
1: <laughs> um, I think you're covering a great selection of topics. And the only thing I can think of at the moment that I'd like to know more about is post-production. And Dan has said, oh, no, I'm not sure how easy that is to communicate in audio podcast. Um, he's saying – he says that he's currently undertaking a 365 project as yeah, well. Yeah, good on
2: you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great way to learn. Good stuff. So
1: basically that is when um, Dan is taking a photo a day on – I'm not sure what Dan's theme is, but mm-hmm. uh, Dan is saying that he's learning loads through making myself shoot every day. It's invaluable, I reckon.
2: He shoots everything. It's all different stuff. I went and checked out his stuff and – and it's great. Good, good work, Dan.
1: Yeah. So yeah, and if you you know want to do a three six five project, join in as well. And yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you can do the weekly theme, so you can upload seven thing, seven uh, pictures if you want, uh, mm. based on our theme hashtag Gina Challenge, uh, or, or just you know make up your own for your own th- um, three six five project. Yep. So Dan is from um, the UK, and mm. uh, and um, you know he's question is fantastic because it echoes uh, a lot of other questions and we had one from Emily McAuliffe and Emily had 5,000 questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she wrote us
2: um, actually a small novel,
1: really. It was lovely. Thank you, Emily. It was amazing. (laughs) Good work. (laughs) So, yeah, Emily uh, um, had 5,000 questions but one of them, Uh, was uh, one thing I always struggle with is workflow. And I'd love your thoughts on how to best manage slash categorise photos to keep them neat. More specifically, the best backup system and the best file structure to keep originals and edited shots separate and then not to get them confused with the original backups Emily says, I end up with folders all over the place and can't remember if I've backed up the most recent edits. <laughs> mm. Emily says, if you shoot to two cards simultaneously, like RAW and JPEG, obviously the RAW card will fill up faster. So how do you manage your SD cards if you plan to do multiple shoots on the same cards? So mm. um, that's a really good question, Emily. Yep. So that's what we're going to tackle this particular yes. podcast. Now, uh, Gina has given this podcast a name. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> she cracks herself up, as you can see.
2: Yeah, we're calling it – because, like, um, workflow generally isn't sexy. We're going to make it sexy. So I've named it Fifty Shades of Archiving. <laughs>
1: uh, see what I did there? I so when you did that. <laughs> You're trying to make workflow sexy.
2: I am trying to make workflow sexy because it's something that people, go oh, oh, come on, it's boring. I don't, you know, really care about that. Let's get to the good stuff, you know, taking the photos and, you know, maybe a bit of post-processing, but it's the workflow that's so important. And if you have a good workflow process, protocol everything else flows and it's just going to make your whole life a lot easier so i wish we had um do you reckon we could get some saxophone music under (laughs) under, underneath while we're talking just so it just sounded sexier maybe
1: you can just sing
2: no um or some barry white you know just softly in the background and then it just like suddenly there might you know might make it all a bit sexier. Val, okay. you're okay. So when you shoot, yes. Tell me about like how do you store your files? Tell me what's the process there. So you'll you know you've done lots of different shoots of um, the cats, <laughs> and um, what else do you love to photograph? Like. Burners, what were the things that you did? But Bunsen, no, it wasn't blow torches. Was torches and you love typewriters too. So, yes. so obviously, you've got you know, probably by now a few thousand shots. Yeah, do they look like someone's vomited them all over the, the screen? They're all like, like they're all roaming free across the screen, and they've got so you've got like a stack of um, images that have got names like 5 u 9 d jpeg.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. Right. I think that 90% of my shots would be in that vomit fashion, yes. Yes, yeah. And or the, like only, the only ones that aren't are yep. when I have shot a very, very specific event or very, very specific, you know, shoot for a, a magazine article or something like that, I will immediately put that into its own section i will back it up i will be really paranoid but oh, good. but the shots that i do generally mm. yeah terrible terrible for me so
2: don't rename really and so a lot of people have that where where they they think they're doing the right thing so they've got a folder and it's called photos <laughs> or it's called john john's 40th and then all the file names are all exactly the same and what you might find is like you um, pull up a file, and you think it's the one you've been working on, but it's actually another one that's got a similar name. So, And Mm. then what happens is three years down the track, John's going to go, you know that photo you did of my uh, 40th? Can I have it? Mm. Right. So meanwhile, you've changed computers. Oh, yeah. So there's all these families out there that actually don't have an archive of their family photos because what they do is they change their computers and they forget to back up, and Mm. they're gone. They're gone for good. Mm. So... Uh, look, as unsexy as it sounds, cue saxophone music. We need <laughs> to have a good, constant workflow protocol. So,
1: okay, take us through what we should do.
2: Okay, so basically, mine and it's uh, consistent all the time. This is what I do all the time, and this is what I've been doing for twenty five years. It's like step one. I import. You've got to import the photos from your camera. Um, somewhere onto your computer or onto your laptop. So that's the first one. Then I back them up to a portable hard drive. Then I back them up to an external hard drive. Then I edit. Then I back them up again and then I deliver them. Okay. Pretty, a, a lot. It's overkill, I know. But this is important and and I think it's important to have a minimum of two backups for your stuff and one I would have um, at home and one off-site somewhere in case, you know, something um, unfortunate happens. Mm. Um, So with um, safety,
1: hard drives... 20%
2: Twenty percent will fail in the first four years of use. Did you oh, know that? Yeah,
1: almost all my hard drives fail. And did they all fail? Yeah. Ab- yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so most I don't even of them know why. I, you know, I install- know,
2: but it's a scary <laughs> thing because people think that if you put it, like all your stuff on that one hard drive, it's going to last forever. Mm. It's not the case, and they're actually designed and they're tested, and it's like they will of all eventually fail within six years. And I'm so paranoid about this. And the thing is, what I do is every, like, geeky tech thing that I ever go to, as soon as I find out someone's a hard drive specialist, mm. I like a corner the poor guy, <laughs> and I'm like, right, okay, this is what I'm doing now. What are you saying? They're all saying the same thing. They're like, as new media gets invented, because, you know, remember floppy disks? Mm. They're, like, obsolete. Then we had CDs. CDs are obsolete. Mm. I used to, you know... And now we've got hard drives that they're saying, as each new media becomes obsolete, move, keep moving your files across mm. and refresh every few years. But what happens is that um, storage gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So before, like, you know, I remember we, I started out backing everything up onto CD, right? Because mm. we had like, you know the file size was 17 meg for an image right mm. but then the the file started to increase so then it moved to DVD right mm. And now nothing fits. A job doesn't even fit on a DVD. I'm delivering jobs. I'm giving people jobs on hard drives now. I'm giving yeah. them their own external hard drive. And you can get those USB drives up to their – what are they up to now? 32 gig you can get them, mm. little portable ones. Like great thing for photographers to do um, instead of uh, investing in well, – I used to, like, get DVDs printed with all my details on them just so it all looked a bit nicer and, and labelled and everything. You can get little um, bulk lots of uh, – those little usb sticks Mm. with your name logo very professional looking way to deliver them so that's a good way and a really quick way to deliver but the the actual backup system is um you've got to look at 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 hard drives and just know that that nothing's going to be permanent so you're just going to have to keep backing them up and backing them up
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great idea about the USB sticks, like um, mm. branded USB sticks. There's yeah. some
2: awesome companies around that like they can they do these really beautiful designs. Like, you can get wooden ones. They'll like engrave you. Lo- and it's not it's not expensive, and it's like they they look beautiful. I think it's a really great way, and I think it's a good giveaway for photographers. Just to like so so that person will take your files off their uh, USB stick, and then they might just have it on their key ring. To, to store other stuff on but every time they look at their keys that they're seeing your logo and your name there so, it's so a good thing. what
1: happens when because you've just said that you know as technology progresses you've got to transfer your files from whatever the old thing was to whatever the new yeah, thing is yeah yeah so I have seen for example your library of hard drives yeah and there's so many and yeah. what so are you saying that um when the next type of, you know, storage comes along, you would take all that entire library and transfer it to the new thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just get a bigger, like, type of hard drive and move it across to that. So, like, what I started with, the first uh, external hard drives I had were only maybe 200 meg in size. Yep. And now I'm getting up to, I think the the last ones that I bought were maybe 3 terabyte or 4 terabyte, you know, and that might be a year. So I'll have two of those, an A and a B.
1: All right, so let's yeah, say yeah. you've got the the, the, the terabyte ones mm. and then you move over a whole heap of files that were on the smaller ones, the yep. 200. Move them along. Mo- but in, And you obviously, you know, move a bunch of those onto the terabyte, yep. um, the, the hard drive that's a terabyte or, or two terabytes. What kind of filing system, like how do you know wh- what you've put where and, you know, wh- what kind of filing system do you have on that front? How do you know which... Large hard drive. You've put that particular job that you did back in June two thousand and thirteen, or something.
2: All right. Well, I'll actually give you a detailed description of how I label everything and okay. how everything gets labelled, like down the track. Okay. So you'll get all that information, and I will explain it because yeah, there is there is a system. You mean this know, episode? Yes. Great. And and like I can get a phone call. Um, you know, at any given time. And, they, and someone can say, "Okay, we did a job in 2006. <laughs> this job, I need this file, and I can get my hands on it within 15 minutes."
1: Great, very sexy. Fifty shades of archiving,
2: sexy? very sexy. <laughs> <ba-ba-da>. <laughs> so um, that's that's so important. Um, there's other kinds of like you can back up on hard drive, but the other thing you can do now is back up onto the cloud. Yes, right. And so, and that's a great way to work as if you're someone that moves around a lot, and all of us are, and it's just like if you're going from the office to, you might have a, an office at the studio, a home office, you might be travelling or whatever, and you always want to access those important files and you can work on them anytime. And even when I'm travelling, I might be, you know, just storing stuff up in the cloud as well as having it on an external hard drive and on, my lap, on, on a laptop just mm. to be safe. So, so there's quite a few good ways uh, to do that that are, that are well worth it, like Dropbox, which I used uh, when I was uh, writing all my books. That's how I communicated with the um, designers and editors, and that works well. And you can get that, a free account, you get two or three gig for that. So that's, that's great for, like, you know, smaller jobs and um, a good backup system. Uh, Google Drive, which you love, love it. You love Google. You should marry it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full iCloud is another one, mm-hmm. and um, I actually uh, pay for my um, cloud storage through my um, back end of my website, which is how I deliver all my files. So I pay fifty dollars a month to have a terabyte of storage, and I've actually got like every job I've ever delivered for about the last five years backed up as jpeg in the cloud so that at any given time they're all the finished jobs mm. because people are always losing their files even though i can give them a couple of copies they can archive them they'll go oh you know that job you did three years ago we desperately need this file again can you find and i can find it You and just and i can just send them an email and then they can go and download it That's so basically a, a this is a
1: really good system what's it called again gina
2: my one yes Oh, so my my website is photoshelter.com dot com, and so it's a it's an archive uh, system for photographers. It's a great way to deliver files online. It works really well with for me. I'm really happy with it. Yeah.
1: So basically, instead of having to send your client, uh, a, you know, a whole bunch of photos or a zipped file or a mm. link to Dropbox or something like that. All of the photos are stored in a, a specific folder in Photo Shelter, and you just need to give your client a login, and they only have access to their particular. You know, folder that you've given them permission to access, yep. and they can, you know, if, if they if they lose their files or whatever, yep. they just need to log in again. You don't have to spend all that time finding them again uh-huh. and and sending them, you know, another zipped file or or, or, or whatever. So yeah, that's Photoshelter.com.
2: And the other bonus of that system is I can actually. Um, when a job's finished, if it's it's someone well-known or something that I want to showcase, it can actually be uh, um, shown on my website as well, that folder, and I can hide folders from people as well. So, I've got a private section, and then I've got a section that actually becomes uh, folio as well. So, it works really well for that too.
1: Great. What mm. else? What else in the, you know, 50 shades? <laughs>
2: Um, hard drive. So, what do you do when you're choosing a hard drive? It's like, yeah. I know, it just gets sexier, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you do? So,
2: um, there's a couple of main kinds of hard drives you can get. You can get uh, desktop ones that basically they have to be plugged into power. Yeah. Okay. And... There's different speeds, so how much you pay for your hard drive is going to depend on how fast it is transferring files. Mm. So the slowest is USB 2. Then there's USB 3, which is basically, I think, twice as fast as USB 2. And then there's FireWire 800, Uh, which is faster, about the same as USB 3. And then there's Thunderbolt, which is twice as fast as all of them. Thunderbolt's the fastest. Hardly anyone has it. (laughs) I think it's Mac um, and a few other, um, I think, um, PCs are starting to introduce Thunderbolt now. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in a screaming hurry for your files to be transferred across and that's not an issue for you, then look for the USB 2.0. Um, hard drives, and you'll save a packet load of money. And often the stores will have those on sale. So mm-hmm. maybe a Thunderbolt one might say a two terabyte Thunderbolt will cost you. Um, I'm talking Australian dollars, three, so um, three hundred. Mm-hmm. A, a USB two one will be half that price or a third. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the difference. So if you're not in a hurry, then you know I don't see why you need to spend the extra bucks. Mm-hmm. On that. So, the other kind which I love are the portable hard drives, and they just are USB powered. So, they plug into your laptop or your desktop computer. Yep. And then you can just transfer your files. So, I always have one of those uh, with my laptop for location shoots. And as I'm downloading, I'm always transferring files. So, I'm tra- transferring to my laptop, and then they're going across to the portable hard drive as well.
1: Yeah, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, yeah, that, that's important for those things. Um, with all these systems, you can actually get them to automate the backup. You can set them up mm-hmm. so that as you're working, you might have this with your files or with your office, Val, when you're writing stuff, it just automatically backs up the day's work as you're going. Do you have that? Uh, like pretty, a RAID we... system or something like that, automated RAID? Yes, or, we do. do? Yes. Yeah. So you can do that and you can set it up and it just basically backs up everything and you don't have to worry about it but I'm Sicilian Val I've got, tr- <laughs> I've got trust issues I can't do that I've, I've tried and God knows my tech has gone Gina you have to have this automate I'm like I don't trust anyone I'm sorry
1: <laughs> Hugo I can't do it so you physically manually I back up every back day up.
2: yes I just move everything across
1: oh my god mm-hmm. what Oh, but why don't, I don't you get trust a, them
2: I don't trust them.
1: But you can I just get it automated I just, I know, while they can send I know, you a notification. I
2: know. Oh, I my know.
1: God.
2: Okay. I <laughs> like it. There's something really suspicious about them. And then, you know, it's the day when I think they're doing it when they don't. Yeah, okay. You know, mm-hmm. for that little extra few minutes it takes me, I just know I've done it. <laughs> and right. that they'll do it in a different order. It'll annoy me. Do you know? They'll yes. have a tone about them. <laughs> I told you this show was going to be sexy. Oh, my it? God. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, okay, so now we're into the stage where we're taking the images that we shoot that are on a card yep. from the camera to to a device and that's the first backup. So okay? we're actually so, at
1: the shoot at the moment. So
2: we're at the shoot. We're shooting now or yep. we're finished shooting. Mm. Um, okay, so... There's a couple of ways that you can uh, get the images off the card. So my preferred method and what I do for 70% of my shoots is I shoot tethered. Mm-hmm. And shooting tethered means I'm connected uh, from camera to laptop by a USB cable um, and the files are downloaded through some capture software. And as I'm shooting, I can see exactly what I shoot. And it's going straight to the computer And the benefit of this is that often I will – most times I've got clients that need to see the shots and we can't have um, five or ten people crowded around the back of my computer screen. Mm. It's just not going to work and you're not seeing enough detail. And often um, they're choosing files and and shots as we go, like, you know, if you're doing like a – a book for fashion mm. we're working so quickly that we need to know that the client's just there at the screen going yep nailed it move on next shot they yep. know they've seen the shot we yes. can move on so it works uh brilliantly for that and 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 like you're shooting a cover the editors there that, that they want to know no no that hand needs to come down that's not right that's not right that masthead's not going to fit there can we move everyone across so it has to be it has to be tethered for that 70% of shots. So, um, the, my preferred uh, software, and there is uh, some free software you can get. Um, I prefer to use Phase One Capture One uh, to download my files. Uh, you can also use Lightroom, but I actually find that when I'm shooting massive jobs, when there's lots of files, Lightroom's too slow. Mm. I would prefer to use Lightroom but it's too slow Um, and so I use Capture One and I only use it to download and preview shots because the interface uh, and the way it works uh, I think is the quickest and the nicest and the most user-friendly. So it's easy to uh, tag photos for clients or myself to just pick the ones that we like Uh, and it's just uh, I think a a superior Capture software in my
1: opinion. If people listening are wondering, are thinking about trying to shoot tethered, um, you might be wondering, well, where does the computer go and, you know, how can Gina move around? Maybe you can explain that, Gina. You kind of have a little trolley for it, sort of.
2: Yeah. So basically, what I do is I have I'm I've got my you know generally when I shoot now a lot of the times my tripod tripod is low enough for me to be sitting so um, I'm I'm sitting behind the camera tripod's there and then I'll have a little um, table on wheels and the and the the laptop is next to me and then there's a tether cable that runs to the laptop. You can also do this remotely. You can get you can download files remotely through the air like yeah. magic. Okay. <laughs> Sicilian girl, it's uh, called. Uh, uh, it ain't happening. No, no, no. Because where do they go when they're in the air? What's called wi someone... It's magic, Valerie. What's <laughs> to stop someone else from just going? I'll take those files because they tried to get me to do it at Logies. I'm like, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's actually slower, so there's quite a lag when yes, you're using it remotely. Definitely. So that was like put me off. So so we use this, um, the cable, and you can get fairly long cables, and it works really well. So so that that that's a good system. So that the 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 laptop's next to me, and I can see I'm seeing the screen, and I generally turn it away from the client. Yes, yeah, for sure. Trick because. The last thing you want is for the client seeing, um, not the client, the actual model yep. on set. You don't want them seeing the shots while yep. they're on set. I often will invite them to have a look later though, but generally not while I'm shooting. So
1: let's say we can't shoot or we don't want to shoot tethered or we don't, you know, we're, we're just not ready to shoot tethered. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's, your... it's like it's
2: not, its not you know, in a yeah, so It's your... a good thing to practice though. And like, just let me tell you that if you want to have a go, uh, both uh, Phase 1 and Lightroom offer trial versions, and I think they've upped it from like a 30-day to a 60-day trial, free trial. Right. So you can have a go, have a play, and, and see what you think of it because it, it, it does make a difference to shooting. Um, all right, so if you can't shoot tethered, obviously you're shooting to memory card. Yes. And so basically uh, I will still have the laptop there, and then I will do, do the shot and I'll have a card reader and uh, I will insert the card reader, and then you need, You, st- I mean, you don't necessarily need capture software. There's a couple of ways you can load that. Some people just attach the card reader, insert the card, and then they'll just, when the icon for the card comes up, they'll drag the photos onto the desktop or into another folder yep. and copy them across, yes. okay, I actually, and that's what some of my assistants do and I get a facial tick when they do that. (laughs) Okay, because? I like to see the photos because, you know, especially the big jobs, they're like, no, Gina, this is how we learned it at school. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, I need to see, I need to see the shots because I need to know that like something... There might be a light that's not firing that you're not completely yeah. seeing. There might be a shadow. Uh, all sorts of things. It just but again, I get paranoid.
1: What happened, Gina, in the days before it was instant? When I, when we were shooting to film transparencies. Uh, you couldn't see the shot. I had more nervous breakdowns now. (laughs) Stress used to see me. Yes, I know. You were stressed until you got the shot. I was a smoker then.
2: I could chain (laughs) smoke out the front of the lab. I used to smoke half a packet of cigarettes while I was waiting for healthy days. Then we were in the dark room and we were chain smoking, often in the dark room, chain smoking. Don't do this at home, kids. It's not good for you. Look at me. I can't remember stuff now. So, um, I lost my train of thought about
1: <laughs> what we were talking about. So when you shoot a memory card, yeah, you, yeah. you don't like it when your assistants just drag the photos so, over.
2: So I still use Capture One at that point and I'm – so what I've done is at the outset, first things first, before I've even done the shot is I will create a new folder with the client's name on it and 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 that's what's um, – the the images are getting downloaded into that folder, okay? And I'll go through the actual naming process in the next little part. But so I download into Capture One. I can see the images as they're coming in. I make sure I know my lighting's right. I know everything's right, okay? That's that. That's just my protocol, and, and I think that's probably the safest way to do it. I'm always shooting raw. Yep. Okay? And, um, and that's because I think... There needs to be a show about RAW versus JPEG. I shoot RAW because you're just going to get a better quality of in, image and I think you start with the absolute best that you possibly can from the start, okay? Just
1: in case there's some newbies, can you just have a really quick explanation of the difference between shooting in RAW and shooting in JPEG?
2: Okay, so when you're shooting in RAW, you're actually getting um, all like thousands more bits of data in, into the file, okay? Okay. And, and it's, it's, um, it's giving you all that extra information. When you're shooting in JPEG, what it is, it's all that information. That, that it's still the same information, but then your camera takes that imp- information and compresses it yep. and removes, like you remove, remove about half the data, half the colours are taken away and uh, it's sharpened and contrast is added, and then it goes out the other end. So your camera is actually processing the file for you, okay? And then you get that JPEG, and it's a much smaller file, much easier to, uh, to, to, to handle, universally recognized, and just easier all around. And it's good for if you're a beginner starting out, Probably shoot in JPEG because you're not going to have the capacity or any way to actually process your raw file. So it makes sense to do that, but I'm going to help you and give you all the tools that you need to be able to shoot in raw and show you what a difference is going to make to your files at the end of the day. And we will dedicate, I promise, a really sexy show to that. Down
1: the <laughs> so basically, raw is a file format, and JPEG is another kind of file format, yeah. and it depends on what you get your camera to do, essentially. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. so you can actually probably the factory preset would be jpeg mm-hmm. on the back of the and it does it needs a whole a whole, whole show so let's just show, let's just talk about files so we okay. don't confuse everyone so i'm okay. downloading my files into capture one i'm making sure that everything's okay and 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 they're coming in off the card that way okay so um my system of downloading cards is I've actually got an in-out system, not unlike the old <laughs> filing system when in the old school offices where you would have the inbox and the outbox when yep. it, when a bill came in it went in and then when it was paid it went in the outbox. So what I have is I've got my, my laptop set up. On, on the left hand side of the laptop I've actually got a cup and it's got the word in <laughs> written on it. On the right hand <laughs> side I have another cup without. Out written on it okay <laughs> mm-hmm. so this is for when i'm shooting say i might be shooting an event i might be shooting a, a wedding When i'm doing like i might shoot you know 10 11 cards and then and I'm, i might have an assistant who's loading them in and um uploading them yeah right and then they're coming out the other side and generally what i try to do is i try to load them onto the computer then then they go and then they go into the out Bucket, mm-hmm. And if I can help it, I try not to have to um, reinsert those cards into my camera again. I try and get away with the whole shoot just in the cards that I have, mm. okay? Sometimes I can't do that because it's just the, the job is too big mm. and I need more files. So what I do, the other... You know, backup that I cover myself with is obviously so the files come in off the card onto the computer. I've then got an external hard drive connected to the computer, and I'm backing up as well onto that. So it's wow. it's always going to be in two spots. Yep. I can't afford to lose the files, Val. No. And stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff happens. You know. The other safety protocol I have at this pl- at this um place that I'm downloading files, it's often it's an event, people are drinking, there's people like, you 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 don't usually have the luxury of your own office, you're usually sort of tucked away in a corner somewhere next to the band or something. Yeah. I just I'm just really um careful that people don't have drinks near the computer or anything. So I'm really paranoid. So it's like I'm often telling people or I put a little notice there keep your drinks away from my stuff. That's just safety.
1: And of course if you you're using cups have the waiters ever come to try and refill your cup of memory <laughs> oh my cards my God, with I some would kill them. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> obvious that
2: it's like it's an in-out system, okay? okay. In-out, <laughs> in-out. Um, it's very okay. clever,
1: actually. I learned that off you.
2: Yeah. So so the other thing that I do, and, and this is permanently in my camera bag, is I have two very different distinct card holders that I carry my card in, and one is clearly labelled um, use cards, do not download. Okay? So they're not to be touched, and that's the first thing I show assistants, don't touch these cards.
1: Why right? do you have them there?
2: Because... If I'm doing a job and sometimes there just might not be, it'll be like sometimes I shoot tethered and I might have a second camera going and I'm shooting to card as well. Mm. There might not be an opportunity to get those cards downloaded. I know that if I put them in that card holder, it's a holder, it's a carrier, Mm. no one's going to accidentally put those into a camera and wipe them because every photographer has done that. Yeah, Everyone. Everyone's done it. You know, I once... um, was doing a job in L.A. and, you know, one of my friends arrived at L.A. airport on a Harley to pick me up. There was another car that got on my luggage and they drove me up Sunset Strip, right? Mm. This was awesome. Someone took the coolest photo out of the car of me on the back of the bike, right, Mm. on my little zippy camera. (laughs) Guess who wiped it? You. I did. (laughs) They're like, they're like, you're a professional, Gina. (laughs) I'm like, you don't think I'm hurting right now? I'm so upset. They're like, you're a professional. I don't understand. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever done it for a job. Touch wood. So, um, yeah, so that's the basically the protocol for I think it was um, Emily wanted to know because she was a bit confused about how does she not overwrite cards. So, yep. Emily, have two... Distinct, and you know, you can be as um, you can just go to a, like one of those uh, cheap thrift shops and get two different colored wallets. Like, it makes sense to have a red one for, mm. for stop and a green one for go. Mm. So all the where well, you put your cards that have been shot that you don't want to um, touch into the red one, and all the ones that are ready to go that you can use again into the green one. Right. Mm. If you don't have access to a laptop or you know. Um, Memory cards are fairly cheap, so it's worth having to just stock up and make sure you've got enough. And I've, I've mentioned this in a past show, Don't buy the big ones. Don't buy the 32 gig memory cards because it's, you know, I've said this before, it's putting all your eggs in one basket. Spread the load because you don't know. Something could be wrong with your camera. Something could be going wrong. And if it's it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong on that one card. Mm. And if you lose that one card, you've lost that whole job.
1: One thing that I will say to that, though, is that some photographers these days are not only, like, especially at weddings, they're not only shooting stills. They're also because... You know, digital cameras can do incredible video these days. They're they're actually shooting stills as well as video. And if you're doing that, then you probably do need larger size memory cards or you're constantly going to have to change memory cards or, you know, lose stuff as a result.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just... Make sure that you're, you know, very careful and you you cover all of that. But yeah. yeah, that makes sense. If you're doing both, and so they're stopping and they're switching to stills, and then they're going back to filming, mm-hmm. makes sense. Good point, Valerie. <laughs> Could- <laughs> Look at you go now! So now let's, you've got your new camera,
1: yes. Which I have to say, Gina helped me purchase because, and I bought it um, off Gumtree, yeah. And uh, because I didn't want to pay the money for for a new one, yeah. so I bought a second hand uh, one, and I I researched it to pieces. And Gina spent many hours counselling me on the phone, <laughs> and I na- finally have my Canon. Uh, 5D Mark II. Yep. Um, haven't grown up to Gina's standard to get the – I mean, you've got the Mark III and beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, But, yes, it was actually quite a good experience from Gumtray. I bought it off, uh, you know, somebody who takes photos of babies. Yes. Yeah, and she had taken very good care of it.
2: She did. She Um, loved it. And Gina was was kind
1: enough to actually go pick it up Mm. even. Mm. (laughs) And I
2: tested it for you on site and it was a good camera. So you you put a… A memory card in the camera if you want to know how to test one quickly if you're buying second-hand. And um, take some shots of a plain wall of, at, at an aperture of 22, and that'll show you if the, um, the sensor's dirty or not. You'll see all the marks that way. So that's a good way to do it. And then just just, just shoot on all the apertures and make sure, it, or, you know, everything's working uh, always before you buy something second-hand. Yeah. you take it off the lot. So, but this was a good one, well looked after.
1: I have been become a fan of Gumtree since then and for overseas listeners, Gumtree is kind of like Craigslist. It is, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been on Gumtree quite a bit since then. <laughs> oh, what? I don't want to ask. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's <laughs> probably not for this podcast.
2: <laughs> right, well, we're trying to make it sexier, so. Well,
1: this isn't that sexy, but I have to say I received about 100 freaking emails today because I decided decided to use Gumtree to get rid of my fridge. And oh, I, I thought, oh, I, I wonder if, you know, anyone will – because I just want somebody to take it away because the new one's coming. So free? Yeah, free. So I put it uh, free. And um, I thought, you know, people might get someone, might not. Oh, my God. Within minutes of putting it up, I got – I've just been deluged. I'm going to be answering these uh, messages all night.
0: But anyway. Oh, really? Wow. I,
1: I digress. I've even Why people... do you feel popular. <laughs> yeah, just give away free stuff. <laughs> yes. Ever feeling lonely.
2: You yes. Just post an ad on Gumtree. Someone exactly. walk with fridge? <laughs> Hi, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, we are really digressing in this episode. So let's move back to the job at hand and talk about naming images. Yep. Yeah. Because so, everything in my is, you know, IMG, blah 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 whatever. Yeah. Naming images.
2: So, like, yours are all roaming free, I imagine, across your computer screen, like (laughs) cattle across the...
1: A bit like plane, that. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so we've got to like corral them all in and, uh, and 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 make sure that they've all got one spot. So this is what I do time in, time out when I'm, every shoot is the same and they're all named the same. So basically um, what I do is for private clients. So let's say um, I was shooting you, Val. So I have a folder. It's got the client name plus the year. So... Um, and then the file name has client surname, first name, last two digits of the year, and a four digit counter. So if I was shooting you, it'd be, and so if I was doing you, say this year, this July, mm-hmm. um, the folder would be Valerie Koo 2015. Yep. Okay, that's what the folder is called. The file name would be Koo underscore V14 underscore, and then like a four digit. Um, number. Why so 14? You
1: mean
2: 15? It's so underscore 15, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, right? And all the files are the same. So I know at a glance for the last however many years I've been digital that I can just look at the number in the middle of the file and know what year it was shot because I always, I always give it like so if, if you were shot in 2015, your fi- so if you requested a file, you, you'll say I'm looking for Q underscore v fifteen o. 43. But what if you shoot I know me twice? Sh-
1: what if you shoot me twice? You shoot me once in July and once in October.
2: Then what I do for you is I actually carry on the numbering.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's another, it, it'll be like um, if you were shot from say 1 to 2000 mm-hmm. right, you'd go 2001, 2002, the numbering would continue.
1: Okay.
2: Okay? Mm-hmm. And so generally but like generally with um. Uh, Single clients like you, you get done once every, like, year or two years for for photos. If it's a company, then it'll be, like, the company name plus the job plus a year. So, the file name would be, um, say, if I was shooting Koyo. Have you heard of Koyo? That's why I just have to talk about it.
1: Uh, You You mean the ice cream?
2: I'm I'm just putting it out there (laughs) to get them as a client because – Okay. It's replaced Nutella as the best thing in the whole world. I told you this podcast <laughs> would get sexier. Oh. This is the best stuff in the world. I'm telling you. Okay, Everybody, so Koyo if, chocolate ice cream. Oh, my God. If
1: you're it's not sure, if you haven't C-O-Y-O, heard
2: of C-O-Y-O, chocolate coconut ice cream.
1: I believe it's coconut and yogurt.
2: No, I don't think there's any yogurt in it. It's ice cream.
1: Okay. Oh, my
2: God. So if I was shooting for saxophone music, (laughs) if I was shooting for Koyo, the folder would be Koyo, and again, the month is July. So Koyo July 2015. That's the folder name. The file name would be Koyo underscore July 15 underscore. And then the file number. Zero, 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 one. Right? So that I know that that so that when they contact me and they say, can we have that file, I know that that's when it was done, and then I know which hard drive to look into, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, just quickly, um, when I get a new hard drive, it is named – Uh, in year so it'll be like so my new hard drive for 2015 is named uh, I think on up to hard drive 19 now okay I'm
1: surprised you don't give them names like Brian or no well that doesn't look I want to don't
2: think I don't want to Valerie (laughs) you know that I would love to do that so Shelly Jane Jessica Andrea yes little Jimmy you know but it doesn't work because I would get confused. Yes. Okay, so it's just much easier now. You've given me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just much easier to to name them. So my new one for two thousand and fifteen is uh, backup volume nineteen A and backup volume nineteen
1: B. Oh, that sounds so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: For sex saxophone music. Barry White. Oh yeah. So um nineteen A, nineteen B, and then the the, the year two thousand and fifteen, and then all the months, and then and then if it, if the job's done in, in January, all the January jobs go into the January folder, all the February jobs go into the February folder. Right? Mm. And so everything is so organised and it's consistent. They're all the same. So That's let's how pretend. They do them all.
1: Let's pretend you have shot the Koyo advertising campaign oh so that you god. will have a lifetime supply of this oh ice cream. Oh my god! Oh Does my that god. mean that those files are um, number one in their you know February folder or whatever? On those they're in July hard folder.
2: In July in two thousand and fifteen, in the July folder.
1: Yes. All right. They're in the July folder then. You've decided you want to shoot them in July. I'm shooting them in July. But are they also in a photo shelter?
2: Yes, because Great. so Koyo get the job delivered and they pay me
1: in cash
2: and product. <laughs> I just, so. Gina's just
1: putting it out
2: there. I'm just putting it out there because what you think is what you, so it's <laughs> like I'm putting it out there and, <laughs> um, I, early on, did a shoot for a chocolate mousse company. Mm-hmm. They did pay me, but they also gave me so much chocolate mousse and it was so good, just like f- the fridge was full and we we had to finish it, it because it was going to expire. We were giving it away to people. We are having it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. It was so amazing. But about five days in, you can't eat chocolate mousse anymore. It okay. takes about five days to get to saturation.
1: Okay. So I think Gina's either been having chocolate mousse or Koyo because she's clearly off the reservation today. But So I'm going to rein you back in and, so, and ask the question, where else is it? Let's pretend you've shot Koyo in July. They're in your Koyo July so the folder job then in gets delivered. the hard drive, but yep. also photo shelter. Is it anywhere
2: else it gets delivered to uh, via photo shelter and the client downloads it and it stays on photo shelter right with the job name and so that's there permanently and then it's in um, archive nineteen a and archive 19b which is stored off site okay
1: let's move on to the next step of the, yep. of the okay workflow. so um, I've named
2: this, sh- so we're still at the laptop stage now, okay? All the files have been named. Yep. We then yep. get a, uh, it, ge- it gets, I'm still at the job, portable hard drive comes out, and all the files are backed up there. So yep. essentially, I've got them on the memory cards, yep. on the laptop, and on the portable hard drive.
1: Three places?
2: Yes. Then I get back to the office. They come off the portable hard drive and they will go on to my main um, backup, which is 19A. Yep. And that's where I actually edit off the hard drive. Right. Okay. okay. So and now I edit they're in off four the places. Hard drive. So now they're in four places. And uh, once the job is finished, it's backed up. It, once it's edited, it gets backed up and it goes on to the, the final uh, backup. And it gets delivered to the client. And then it, and once the, the job's delivered, it'll come off my laptop and, and uh, come off the portable drive as well mm. when the client has it. So while the job's open, I've got it in four places.
1: Yep, great. It's possibly
2: and overkill. Two's enough, but I'm Sicilian really.
1: <laughs> and for anyone who is thinking this is overkill, <clears throat> uh, I can't emphasise enough that until a backup disaster happens to you, You won't appreciate how this is not overkill. It's devastating. I I commissioned a uh, photographer last year because you went around, Gina, (laughs) to do a day's worth of shooting on a particular gig. And um, it was a whole day and it involved a cast of thousands and – She went away and, you know, I I wasn't in an urgent hurry for for it um, but she contacted me very, very sheepishly a little bit later and basically said that her drive corrupted and she had no backup and that was – of course, she didn't charge me for the day but um, but you're never going to replicate that day because there were thousands of people involved.
2: And you lose confidence. Did you book the client, the photographer again? Of course not. (laughs) And it's such a shame because it's like it's a, it can happen to anyone mm. but the client loses confidence in you. Mm. You know, you can only, you could, well, I don't think you can even get away with that once. It's just bad. Like I had a client that was telling me about um, a photographer that they used and um, the files were somewhere on the laptop. They kept telling the client but they just can't find them. Mm-hmm. And this what. <laughs> Right? They're somewhere. On the, and I'm like, no, they can find They just do a search. They're like, no, they just can't find it. And they strung it out and strung it out. And in the end, the job needed to be reshot because oh. they lost the job somehow. So it was just place. You know, I've had um, a laptop stolen out of the back of my car.
1: Oh.
2: I've had, I had in January last year, I turned my laptop on and it just wouldn't turn on. And I'm like, there's jobs on this laptop. Luckily, they were backed up on the hard drive as well. So I didn't have to, like, it was stressful, but it wasn't stressful enough for me to, like, you know, to interrupt my workflow because I'd already taken all the jobs off and had them on the uh, external uh, hard drive. Stuff fails.
1: It does. So despite the saxophone music and, uh, you know, us trying to make this sound sexy, it it isn't overkill. It's really important. So let's move on then to editing.
2: Yeah, so I actually edit uh, all my images using uh, Lightroom first. And that's my main workflow. And then I use, uh, I generally finish off uh, in Photoshop. And again, I mean, it's hard to talk about editing practices and all of that, but we will dedicate part of a show or some, of you know, um, little snippets of, uh, you know, post-production techniques that I use as well in that section. So, yeah, I think... It's hard for me to go past uh, Photoshop or Lightroom as yeah. uh, photo editing because they're just they're so good. And at the moment, you can get them as uh, cloud based. Yeah. Um, you know, twenty. I think it's. Tw- I'm paying twenty. Not even. I got a special, maybe ten dollars a month yeah. for the cloud. Ten or twenty dollars a month, and you get um, access to both Lightroom and Photoshop. Um, If you're a beginner and you're wanting to pick just one, I'd maybe uh, steer you towards Lightroom at this stage because until you're doing like heavy uh, retouching and composite sort of stuff, Lightroom does everything and it's amazing and, again, worth – Doing that, I'm pretty sure Lightroom give you a 60 day trial. So that's a that's a long time to, to get to play with it and see if you like it. And I think you can buy it outright for maybe two to three hundred dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm. So we will talk about. Um what you edit in another podcast and what are the yeah, sort And of how things. and
2: techniques and actions and shortcuts and yeah lo- lots of lots of lots of stuff like that.
1: So what's the next step in our sexy podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so once all that's done, um, we um, I go to everything goes on to hard drive B. Okay. And, and, it's, and, and that all goes to uh, an off-port uh, off location, right? So you Somewhere mean the, finish,
1: the edited files?
2: So the edited files are also backed up. So when I back up... I save everything of a job. So if I've been doing like say sometimes I'll do uh, a cast composite where there might be many layers to the job and lots and lots of bits and pieces to the shoot, I save all of that because often you'll send the job off to the client and they'll want just a tiny thing changed in the shot. And if I had have uh, thrown all that out or flattened the image yeah. and, and not saved it, then um, I've got to start again. And yeah. I learned that the hard way by not saving all of that. So, I always save all my work in folders, everything I've used on that job, because Storage is relatively cheap these days, so you can afford to. I save the raw files, I save the finished images, I save everything to do with that job in that folder.
1: So you have a folder of raw files and a folder of. I um, so the I name.
2: Images. I'll say my. So in the so in that actual job, there'll be a folder that says raw files. There'll be a folder that says JPEGs, um, and there'll be a folder that that, that is the, the finished job as well. And then there's another folder that I just call the working. Um, images as well that might be images? well it might be multiple layers because i like to like build shots okay. so it might be with the background with all the special effects yep. and everything so so i can easily if someone so sometimes uh, in a car shoot they might say we're um losing this person but we're bringing this person in instead we don't want to do a whole other car shoot can we just shoot one person and then replace that shot mm-hmm. and i can easily rebuild that shot without having to start again Mm, mm, mm. you know so, so that does works that mean, really well
1: does that mean then for the original files whether they're raw or jpeg let's say you have i don't know 500 of those um in that folder but after you've done the touching up and the editing you may end up with say 30 files and that's in your finished folder the finished right? folder
2: but then um i also never throw i never delete files unless it's like a flash miss file mm. and i got nothing out of it I keep everything because, you know, I don't know, like especially when I'm shooting events and things like that and I've looked back on shots and i like, I've looked at shots and I'm like, oh, my God, check out who's in the background on this shot. And at the time he's a little-known nobody but 10 years later he's like the biggest star in the world or something like that. That happens and so that's always the case. Or sometimes it might be that um, I'm doing a shoot and it might be outside and it might be that the flash has misfired and the actual shot of the person is no good, but the background, I can take a section of sky mm. and use it in a composite for something else. So you never know what little gems you've got on there. And, again, storage is relatively cheap. So yeah. for me, I prefer to just keep everything. I don't want to be deleting files, so I keep the entire job.
1: So what happens next?
2: So finally, it's um, so I've backed up onto B and then I deliver Mm -hmm. the job to the client. So um, basically these days all my jobs are delivered uh, electronically to clients using uh, my photo shelter site Mm. and I think about it's so low, 5% maybe want prints or another method. They might ask for a CD or something. And so basically I use uh, or I'll use uh, uh, some of the magazines have their own FTP sites uh, file transfer protocol, so you basically log onto that site and you transfer the files that way. So, um, yeah, or it goes onto uh, not so much DVD uh, anymore sometimes, uh, or an external hard drive, and it gets sent to the client. And that's that's the whole
1: sexy workflow.
2: don't don't you need a cigarette now
1: (laughs) so we hope you uh we hope you um (laughs) have enjoyed or appreciated our attempt to make workflow sexy (laughs) um so i think that it's uh appropriate then for hashtag gina challenge for the theme this week to be, since Gina has called this, you know, fifty shades of archiving, because she wants to make <laughs> workflow sexy. Let's say that the theme this week for hashtag Gina Challenge is sexy. <laughs> so now, now stay classy, everyone. Yes, please. You can determine what sexy means to you it could be
2: beautiful lighting you yes know, exactly gorgeous black and white backlit you know so stuff like that stay Please classy. Keep it classy thank keep you it
1: clean because <laughs> we won't put, leave it on the page if it's you know if it's not but i think that was that would be good just to see your interpretation of sexy Yeah, and
2: and again, if you are anywhere in the world that you are listening in, I would love to know where you are. So um, tag uh, either at Valerie Koo or at Gina Militia through Instagram and, uh, yeah, let us see where you are. I'd love to know.
1: Yep, because we'd love to see your shots too. Yeah, absolutely, yep. um, Yes, if you have further questions for us, please email us, news at gina militia.com and uh, if for the show notes you'll find the show notes uh for this podcast at uh, gina's website gina militia.com. that's g-i-n-a M for Militia or Mary, <laughs> I-L-I-C-I-A. Uh, and yeah, it was an interesting topic to tackle and we hope that you've enjoyed it, but um, it's uh, it's important to be systematic and make sure that yeah. you actually do have a workflow. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are leaving us reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate oh, it. Thank you. If you can awesome. Take, yeah, if you could just take 30 seconds to uh, leave a review for us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us with the rankings yep. um, thank you for those of you who've emailed us and tweeted us and all of that as well yep. um, and for keeping us in the new and noteworthy section of itunes we look forward to bringing you more sexy stuff <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> next week so thank you so much for listening and we'll chat to you then
0: <laughs> see ya <laughs> thanks for listening to so you want to be a photographer for more information free resources